everyone, and welcome to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast, your birth for the best stories in boating. Each week, my colleagues and I will bring you everything from salty stories to thought-provoking trend discussions, as well as interviews with the most interesting characters to ply the sea. Whether you're listening from the boatyard, your slip, or hopefully well underway, we're glad to have you aboard. This conversation comes a little bit back from an uncharted call. Bill, you wrote a couple of years ago about how it yeah. always seems that the best boating weekends get filled up with social obligations. You know, funerals, mm-hmm. births, marriages, little Tommy's birthday. That's it. You know, Tommy, how can you be it. against such stuff? Bill starts with the funeral because it's like the the most negative social event. It's like that's where that's where he's, he's lumping it all into the same kind of category. I'm kidding, but it's well, true. Well, let's face it. You know, you're riding around on your boat versus do 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 do. It is it is in many ways the antithesis. I will give you that much, Bill. Yes. You know, I I just when I was a little kid. You know, they sent me to school, an institution of higher learning, and I used to sit there and look out the window. I mean, I was not a great student. I was a horrible student. All right, I just wanted to get gone. And, uh-huh. you know, it's an attempt to civilize a person. You know, that's what schooling is. And, and to me, civilization and social obligations are like cheat by jowl. <laughs> and I live in accordance with the civilized principles. But sometimes I just want to be uncivilized. I mean, how about you guys? You love being civilized and playing by the rules all the time? Oof. Uh, I feel like the I feel like I'm in hot water already, Bill. You're, you're going <laughs> deep right off right out of the gate. Well, I was no great student either, but I think <laughs> sorry, Dan. Something we all have in common. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that this topic is so prevalent right now, and the reason we're doing probably this podcast is because we've all kind of been in the same boat. I know it's like a, yeah, it's a cliche that we've used to death, especially in this industry, but you know, it's really true with the pandemic kind of hopefully waning and we're, we're on to better, brighter pastures. We've all kind of been in, stuck in this malaise for the past year, year plus mm-hmm. where we haven't been able to do what Bill's talking about, which is kind of, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe we've, put the throttle down and headed for the horizon, but probably not so much as we have in past years. We certainly haven't traveled as much for, for work. And certainly, I mean, social obligations kind of went out the window, at least for me. I mean, I went from, I, yeah, you know, me too. We, we, our office is in Connecticut, which I always considered a, a drive-through state. And I basically did that for a long time while we were mm-hmm. there. Every weekend, I'd be gone. I'd be going to New York or Boston or just driving through Connecticut, basically, going up to Maine. Mm-hmm. And that was put on pause. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, like wrestling with Bill's, that carefreeness. Uh, but also, we, we are people of the world. We have <laughs> family, family and friends that love us, I think. You know, it, it is nice to see them every, every once in a while when you're not on the boat. Sure. I mean, it's a good point, especially as vaccines are rolling out. It, it's amazing how fast the calendar is filling up. I don't know about you guys. There are, there are birthdays, like you said, weddings. You know, I don't have any funerals on the calendar yet, thankfully. But, uh, <laughs> you know, these, these things really compete for those boating weekends in the summer. And, and, Bill, I know you're lucky being based in Florida, but at least up here in New England, when you have that, that beautiful four-month window of boating, 
and you know, you take away some of the rainy weekends. The the week the summer weekends that are beautiful are so rare and so precious that there's nothing like a one year old birthday party to come in and put the kibosh on it. Yeah, you have. Uh, I've heard you tell a story uh, about uh, some wisdom that your father imparted. To you, uh, I guess you were what eight years old or something. That's, yeah, it's wisdom is one is one phrase for it. It uh, ever since my brother and I were young, and again, I probably I probably was eight. He was my brother would have been four. It became this long running family joke of boys, whatever you do, don't get married on a summer weekend. And <laughs> just just for years, we'd hear that every time he had to go to a wedding in the summer, he'd get his wedding suit out, and he would just look over to us and stay with my grandma, and be like. No summer weddings, boys. So, and, and he was serious. I would. It was not it was, totally uh, humorous. Was, you know, he'd have a little chuckle, but no, he did not want us to have summer <laughs> summer weddings. I'd like to say it was the most disappointing thing I did was uh, was have an August weekend wedding. But uh, we're we're moving past it. Just as I think a couple of years have gone by, and and we got over the whole wedding incident. I'm coming right back at him. I got we got a christening for young connor and and a one-year-old birthday party hot on its heels so hopefully my mom is listening and we'll uh we'll drag him to those events so you but, basically have been disowned is, is what you're it, saying i i don't i i'm gonna need to go to your guys family's events because <laughs> i'm not gonna be invited to much after this podcast yeah. there. you just said you hope your mom is listening well she'll drag my dad to these events otherwise he's chasing <laughs> the horizon man he's sorry i'm in block island i'm in the keys but I think she'll uh, she'll keep him grounded for a little while longer. Well, I've got a wedding coming up. I'm going to be attending that via Zoom, and I, I'm now that's going to be on. Excuse uh, me. Yep, that's going to be on uh, the weekend. But you know, with my laptop computer, I could go to the boat. <laughs> Son of a gun! That is. Is that the so? Is that the plan, Bill? Are you just saying that, yeah. or are you actually doing that? I don't know. I mean, there's a good. <laughs> There's a good chance that I might do that. In fact, as we're doing this podcast, it just occurred to me that that might be a possibility for that particular wedding. Now, I've also got to attend a uh, birth uh, at the end of May, and that requires uh, transit to Texas. And there ain't a lot of water up there and out there in that part of Texas, so there's no boats involved there, but I'm I'm kind of cool with it. I mean, um, you, you make me nervous when you say I got to attend a birth. I mean, it makes me feel like you you became a doctor or something. <laughs> maybe maybe a couple of days after the birth would be. I'm just picturing Bill trailering his boat so he could be in the boat outside the hospital in the parking lot. Yeah, I could see yeah. the Betty Jane too. Either that into or that. A, you know the. Uh, Hell's Bay skiff that my wife uh, signed me up for. You know, they're auctioning or uh, there's a uh, contest to win one of those things. I'm. Oh, will you I, stop plugging yourself for Hope that? Hope Springs Eternal. <laughs> they're not a paid sponsor, Bill. Yeah. Maybe I could drag a flats boat to Texas. Uh, now real, we're talking. You're a real hero. Yeah, yeah. You guys, well, I've, I've been working on this formula that, I, you know, I'm no mathematician, but I, I have – a formula. It's a work in progress. I could probably use your help because uh, I, I was as I was thinking about you know this topic. I'm gonna just lay it on you. It's 24 times seven divided by the amount of kids you have minus the amount of weekly responsibilities. So total those. So i.e. soccer right, practices, right. meetings, appointments, etc. That all those things equals the amount of time you have left in a given week to spend on your boat. 
How's that? How did yeah, I do it? Yeah, but you forgot one thing, Simon. Okay, please let me know. You forgot one thing, man. I'm sorry. You forgot the credit you get for attending a social function. Now go into as that. A voter, That's interesting. As a voter. Go, go, go into that because that is interesting. Well, you've got to, you know, you've you've got to strike a balance, and with the powers that be, let's say. Bill, can I just interrupt you real quick again? One last disclaimer for our friends and family listening at home. Please off <laughs> this podcast. Please pause it. Okay, Bill. I don't know if I should go on or not. No, no, I, please I, continue. I, I go, baby, this go. Is, this is real. This is real. I mean, let's face it. This is real. Lay it on us. Okay. So you've got to strike a balance between, you know, your activities on the boat and your activities ashore. And if you... You know, I don't know. It's not it's not always, at least in my case, one for one. You know, if you attend a wedding, you get to spend one, you know, on one weekend, you get to spend the next weekend on the boat. Sometimes that happens. Not always. But it is a factor, Simon. You've got to you got to factor that baby in. So it's almost like a, it's like a cosmic or karmic ledger that is it being is. that it's being tallied for your favor and against your favor, basically. So every time you go on the boat away from family and friends, it's probably a tick in that column. And then every time you attend a wedding, uh, a birth, uh, <laughs> whether it's the, whether the wedding's on Zoom or not, hopefully Zoom still counts, by the way. I would counts. think, I mean, it's not going to count as much. Let's face it. It will mm -hmm. not, it will not be a full credit. Right. You know, it'll be a partial credit. Depends on how much participation I'm able to squeeze in there, you know, on Zoom. And but uh, I should get some credit for it, I would think. If you, you know, if you're waving and dancing and, and engaged, which is very hard. I mean, I know this isn't, yeah, <laughs> this isn't a, a podcast about weddings or, or anything like that. No, but no. I got to say, a Zoom wedding is that's tough, man. That's you're really going to be locked in. That's rough. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, but that's uh, rough. You know, but I can be sitting in the salon of the Betty Jane too, observing the wedding. That's interesting too. Yeah, you brought that up. That that's that's right. So yeah. now you're kind of, and that's an interesting segue. I don't know if we want to go there just yet, but why not? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting point of kind of blending the two together as much as you can. I got a few things coming up. I uh, got a couple of weddings this year. That's more towards the end of the year. I think I'm in a little bit of a different maybe demographic than you guys were. I, I'm, I don't have as many of the children's birthdays, the uh, christenings, anything like that. It's more yeah. about like trying to get, get together with friends. And, you know, for a long time, my professional life and personal life were completely split where, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, I, I mean, I, I don't own a boat. So getting on boats was more of a, as an editor and testing them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But the pandemic yeah. kind of changed gears probably in a lot a lot of people's minds. We have a lot of newcomers entering the sport. So that kind of made me think, you know, when my friends were throwing out ideas of places to go, you know, Newport, Rhode Island, they did suggest, you know, a couple of the islands, you know, around in, in the sound. Um, but unfortunately, you know, those weren't possible. And mm -hmm. so Lake George up in upstate New York became available mm. and that had uh -huh. a boat rental attached to it. So we're going there for Memorial Day. So now that's that's something nice. that maybe we wouldn't have done if there was no pandemic because getting out into nature wasn't really a high priority kind of thing. Hmm. So in a sense, you're blending the social obligation with your boating on the weekend. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, good idea. It'll be the first time, and these, these friends, you know, didn't grow up boaters, so it'll hopefully push them. I mean, if I do everything in my power and things go well, maybe they'll, you know, they'll they'll be so inclined to start yeah. boating more. In a way, it's sort of like zoomifying a wedding. <laughs> you know, kind of on your boat, of course. That's a very positive boat. take, but I, I like that. It is a very positive thing. You know, well, I. I like that. And I like where we're going with this because, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, poking fun at all the obligations we have. But, you know, there, there is a little bit of a serious side to it where, you know, there's there's obvious guilt when you skip a family function or a friend's event to go use your boat. But, you know, occasionally you have to do that. It is an investment we've made into a sport. And if you accepted every invitation that came your way, there's a good chance you'd have like two weekends left for boating. So it is a bit of a balance. But to me, it's also interesting that there's also guilt that comes if you don't use your boat. I mean, Bill, that's something you and I have talked a lot about. If if you have multiple weekends in a row, especially the weather's always going to be beautiful, right? It's always those bluebird days that you have birthday parties and, and weddings you start to feel a little guilty that you didn't check on the boat. You're not using it enough. What are people thinking that my boat's just sitting there unused? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, for one reason or another, I haven't been able to get up to my uh, uh, boat as much this summer. And uh, to be, uh, to kind of zero in on what you just said at the last, uh, at last mm -hmm. there, I wonder what people think you know most everybody you know you can't keep them from finding out they find out i work for the magazine yeah and you know it's like oh man he works for a marine magazine <laughs> and uh so where the heck is he i mean uh -huh. he never takes his boat out what's yeah. he keep it do what's he keep it in the marina for ornament there is a kind of and then there's you know this feeling like well i hope the boat's okay mm. hope everything's all right hope it's not sinking hope it's still afloat mm -hmm. Hope the engine still works. There's a serious side to it. I mean, that's absolutely true. So actually, I, I have a, a little bit of a confession. I don't even think I really was, was clear on this when I did it at the time, but we, we sold our old sailboat at the beginning. I guess that was last spring. Obviously, the pandemic was surging. It was a good opportunity to get rid of a, of a classic sailboat. But to me, one of the big reasons among many that pushed for it was there was going to be a heavy dose of guilt of not using it. We had, man, I mean, last summer it was showers. You know, it felt like Karen was getting showered every weekend with baby events. And there was, she also had some bachelor par bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. We had weddings and stuff like that. And then plus, you know, a eight-month pregnant wife wasn't in my favor either. So I, I got to say, I think I have to admit that it was going to be the guilt of not using the boat that also pushed us to sell it. Huh. Interesting. I, that I like. That is interesting. I like. Maybe like is the wrong word, but I, I think it's a very profound thought that I don't think there's any other sport besides boating that is so intricately intricately tied with guilt and you know that that feeling of insecurity of not using it because of you know it's a, it's a million dollar multi million dollar for some people expensive toys the, the wrong word but. Mm -hmm. you know, vessel that's sitting there that is just wasting away and nothing else. I mean, golf is maybe the closest comparison. You got a, uh, a bag full of golf clubs that, 
you know, might run you around five grand at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. that's, that's a simple thing. You know, you throw on your golf shoes, you, you, you know, you drive over to, or I guess the opposite, you drive over to the nearest golf course and uh, golf club and, you know, throw on the shoes and go out there. But boating requires a lot more, you know, you might have to trailer it. You might have to, you know, drive mm-hmm. over to the nearest Marina. Um, you know, there's so many, so many more steps that uh, go into it. So the, yeah. the, the guilt and the insecurity, if to me at least it feels fair but beyond uh the money i mean i i've always felt from and it never never mattered how much i paid for the boat i felt a certain responsibility toward it mm-hmm. because the boat actually if it's a good boat uh will fulfill its responsibilities to you and there's a in a way there's a kind of i think a spiritual connection between boats and people that love them mm. does not exist with automobiles, golf clubs, tennis rackets, whatever. So that's a good uh, point. That, yeah, that's a that's a part of it, I think. And that's <clears throat> that's really interesting that you said that because there is that that part of it where it's like the the road trip in a car, but but like a hundred times more where. I look back on the the trips that you and I have had, Bill, on, on board right. the, the Betty Jane too, and you know maybe we could have recreated something, you know, infinitesimally small and not even close on a golf course somewhere or playing miniature golf even, but we certainly wouldn't have had the same stories we we do now of traveling through, you know, whether it was Murphy's Creek or you know going down the the St. John's. It's like, you know. Uh, we'll both carry those memories forever. And that's really what the sport's all about is making those. Uh, and I think it's probably the easiest way to do it is, is on a boat. Well, to backtrack, you know, I was talking about civilization earlier and that little trip we, you know, when we went into Murphy's Creek that night, it was almost dark. Yeah. We didn't have radar. We were just interested to see what was in there. And, and we didn't know whether we were going to get be able to get back out. You know, we could have got stuck in there. And that's kind of edgy. It's a kind of edgy thing. You can't, you can't do, you can't get the same edginess on the golf course no. or on a, on a tennis court. I don't think, at least I've never been able to get it. And that, that uh, whiff of edginess the you know kind of being beyond civilization to me is the great attraction of boats that is that is a really fun is maybe a strong word but i mean i had fun doing it and Mm -hmm. yeah you know maybe maybe it's attractive to a certain set or kind of people um who who value you know being in the outdoors and and experiencing things and, and living on the edge i think a little bit i mean you're some depending on how you use your boat, some people might go further than others, but uh, right. there is always the opportunity to do that. And uh, yep. we've certainly done it on a lot of, you know, boat trips and tests and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think once boating sinks its its claws into you, it's very hard to, to get away. And, and who would want to? Yeah. But, you know, I got to say, I'm looking forward to the Zoom wedding. <laughs> Stop <laughs> 
whether it takes place <laughs> on the boat or not, but I hope it does. Can you take the but, boat to Murphy's Creek and then do hey, the wedding? Hey. Maybe that's like that's the the secret ingredient is blending <laughs> the the dangerousness with you know a very formal function like a wedding, a very edgy wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, you guys are touching on something interesting, but I just wanted to backtrack backtrack a half step because Bill, you said something really kind of profound back there. That's like that that's part of the problem with these social obligations that if you're not a voter. But you might be another enthusiast. You might be a golfer. You might collect cars. They they look at us like we're crazy because they don't understand what boating brings to our lives. It's the variety. It's that these boats, not that they get you to A to B like a car, but they get you there safely. They get you through mm-hmm. a dark night, night in a place you've never been to. They get you through a storm. You sleep on the boat. You live on the boat. It's It becomes, you know, your, your home in many ways. Uh, you know, as I look to hopefully get back into boat ownership here soon, <laughs> I have the sense of excitement that I can honestly say is the excitement and nervousness that I did not feel that when we got our house. I mean, it was great. You know, home ownership is, is incredible, and that comes with a lot of chores and stuff, too. It's probably the closest you get to that feeling of boating. But uh, it's just if you're not in our sport, and you're probably not listening to this podcast, but you just can't relate to all the things the sport brings to us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah. maybe RVs come close. We, we have a trip coming up to Yellowstone later in the year. We're going to rent an RV. Um, and I feel a little of that like anticipation and those like nerves um, and excitement that, cause it's just so different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, nothing beats, you know, uh, a weekend trip or a week trip, if you're lucky, mm-hmm. of just, you know, running a boat out wherever. I mean, Bahamas yeah. are awesome, but it doesn't even have to be that. It could be, you know, on a lake somewhere. And, you know, what a, what a way to experience the world. I think Bill said it really well uh, on that trip, you know, years ago now. It's like you're, you know, taking a river or, or a, a body of water is seeing the, the country or wherever you are an entirely different light. And it's true. Mm-hmm. The people you mm-hmm. run into are different. You know, the, the places you're going are different. I mean, if you, and I'm, you know, I'm preaching to the choir right now, but if you, if you never, you know, took a boat to those places, you would have no idea they even exist. So it, it is amazing. I mean, I think sometimes we take it for granted and um, that's a great thing to, to be able mm-hmm. to take that for granted. One thing that comes to mind is we're, that we're touching on is trying to incorporate boating into these obligations, into these trips whenever possible. So whether that's, you know, Simon, uh, it's awesome that you're doing the rental out on Lake George and Bill, that you're retrailering that Hell's Bay skiff, God willing, over <laughs> to the hospital. Uh, weird flex. Yeah. But uh, probably can't see it because uh, this is a podcast and there's no visuals. But over my shoulder, I have a framed column from what one of my... I would say most memorable boating trip of adulthood was when, and again, most people are not in a position like this. So I'm going to, I'm going to brag for a second, but we were able to take a company boat down to my wedding on Long Island. And uh, I know that's very rare. It's not often you're able to combine the two, but I'll say this. If you ever get the chance, it's, uh, it's probably one of the best ways to make memories. It's one of the most special things you can do. So, not sure you can take the boat to a one-year-old's party or to a birth, but uh, like I said, any chance you get, get some of those friends and family out in the water, share our sport with them. Maybe they'll forgive that you don't show up for 
a holiday or two or three. But uh, I think the most important thing the pandemic has taught us is the importance of our favorite pastime. And it's also the importance of being with friends and family and being able to, you know, not social distance, not have to wear masks. It's it's an unbelievable perspective. So, you know, well, we post a lot of fun at, at these events. Uh, I really can't wait to get back on the water with friends and family because I think I think in the end, that's really what it's all about. You sold well, me, Dan. I'm going to take off uh, the next month. Wait a second. Let's, uh, <laughs> I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll talk about this. I'm doing the great loop. I'm into it. <laughs> we got a pretty loopy crew here, I think. But I am headed to the boat tomorrow morning. Well, it's tomorrow Saturday, so go go for it, Phil. Approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, guys, I think uh, I think we I think we're wrapping up a, a great theme here, and all this talk about getting on the water has got me itchy. Let's. Uh, why don't we get this weekend started and uh, let's go find a boat ride. I'm right there with you. Yeehaw. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. See you on the water. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review or rating. Or you can share us with your friends on social media or on the VHF. Anywhere you spread the word means a lot to us. Thanks again. And until next time, we'll see you on the water.